Hey, this is Craig Cannon, and you're listening to Y Combinator's podcast. Today's episode is with Diane Green and Jessica Livingston. Diane's the SVP of Google Cloud, and she was also the CEO and co-founder of VMware, and Jessica's a co-founder of YC. This interview was recorded at our fourth annual Female Founders Conference, which took place here in San Francisco this June. All right, here we go. Let's, I'm going to sit here. Oh, okay. Sit right there. Come over here. All right. Well, we'll just get into this because I have a whole list of questions and <laughs> okay. we'll see I'll how try. many we'll get through. Um, so I'm going to selfishly ask a question because I'm very <laughs> interested. When you started VMware, it was in the late, late 90s, but mm-hmm. a very exciting time. Yeah. How many, were any of you in Silicon Valley in 98? Raise your hand. Okay, we got some hands. We got some hands. I want to hear more about it. I want to hear what, what was Silicon Valley like and sort of how did you get started with VMware? Yeah. Well, the way, it was interesting the way I got started. I was, um, I co-founded VMware with my husband as a professor at Stanford and he was doing research and he had, he had sent me an email. I was actually the one startup I didn't mention I was working on at the time and um, he sent me this mail uh, because I, I was a sort of a advisor to that so I never counted but um, it actually went public but <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow um, I was uh, he got this email from all these people up at Microsoft about a paper that was supposedly under blind review and I'm like oh man you really got to get a patent filed here and um, <laughs> And then I'm like, you know, this is just so valuable. Your research, we should take it to market. And 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 then we kind of did it with our grad students. And we weren't, you know, it, it turned out it was just we did this thing, and it was right at the beginning of the dot com era. And there was Pets.com and Webvan.com and and uh, you know these companies that were raising huge amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And I can remember I went to some party and I'm talking to this guy and he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, we're building this software that you can put on your machine and it'll let you run multiple, you know, it'll multiplex all the resources. And he just looked at me and he goes, this is hopeless, you know, and, and like you really got it. like a dubious idea. Dubi- In fact, I couldn't even get a PR firm to come and work with us um, because it was all about thinking big and this whole dot-com thing. It was, and it was, um, it wasn't that hard to get engineers because we were such deep technology, they understood what we did, but but getting business side people was pretty much impossible. And so companies were just sort of getting slapped together and going public. Well, I don't know if they were slapped together, but they were going public right and left, that's for sure, (laughs) yeah. Um, In fact, the company that I advised that went public, I was stunned. <laughs> did you have any equity? I did. I, I nice. that was bizarre. <laughs> so, so then, did your husband? How did? Tell me how you got started specifically with VMware. Did he say, "Okay, come on board now"? As like we're making. Well, it was real- me. I was like, I think you should do a company, and yeah. and um, I said, I'll help you. And and uh, famous last words. And then I found out I was pregnant, and I said, "Look, I really, I'll get it going." But then, I, you know, I'm I was about to have our second kid, and I was like, "Can't do a startup." And uh, and and I and then we had his two grad students that were going to join us, and and so I said, "I better tell them I'm going to have a baby," and I did, and they were like, "So." 
And, <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, so we did it. And then six months into it, I had my baby. And it was kind of cool because we didn't have any customers and we were in this little building that you could open the windows. And so I just brought my baby to work and hung out with her. In like a little bassinet or something. Where was the the office in down? Oh, it's funny. It was, you know, yeah, you know near town and country there's a car wash? Yeah. So it was right behind there in um, uh, Healthy Island had been there before and they moved out and they called it the crack house because people were doing drug deals in front of it. Right next to your baby. um, But it was, it's, the building is not there any longer. (laughs) So did you then, were, 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 did you fundraise for VMware early on? Or how did that work? Because I'm interested in what fundraising was like back in you know, Well, you know, um, so I'd made money from V-Extreme, the, video, the streaming video company from Microsoft. And I always delighted in telling Steve Ballmer and whatnot that um, they paid for V-Extreme. <laughs> 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 because they didn't, it wasn't really a great company for them because we got in between Intel and Microsoft um, in the stack. So we okay. disintermediated them a little bit. And so, um, but anyhow, so we had money. So we, what we did was we did a friends and family and we only allowed friends and immediate family to do a seed fund. Okay, And then... And I held back on how much I put in to kind of be fair to, you know, all the founders. And then we said, okay, let's do an outside just to get some credibility. And and this is sort of advice I've always given people is you want to find investors that really deeply understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and you want to get rich people that deeply understand what you're doing. <laughs> And so that's what we did. We got Andy Bechtelsheim and a few other peop- uh, people, John Hennessy. Well, so how did you get, did you know a- Andy? Like, Well, we kind of knew him. We were a bunch of, um, you know, pretty deep engineers. And, you know, we were kind of knew the, knew the engineers. And Andy's okay. a bi- really a phenomenal engineer. And and David, his partner, David Sheridan, mm-hmm. was a professor at Stanford First that Google. I windsurfed Google. with. Oh, yeah. Windsurfed with him. <laughs> he was my windsurfing buddy. And and so we just called them up and we told them yeah. what we were doing. And yeah, they were seed investors in Google too. Yeah. And and uh and it took an hour. Oh my because God. they 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 got it. They're like, whoa, yeah. So was it kind of like that famous Google story where Andy wrote the hundred thousand dollar check and said, "Here you go." Was yeah, we got three hundred thousand. Oh, <laughs> even better story. That is so great. <laughs> yeah, he, did. he he said, you know, I got the checkbooks at my house, and he's like, I'm gonna leave it, you know, like. Um, in my driveway, you know, and I got his address, and I'm like, is this his house? And it was like newspapers all over the, the driveway, like he hadn't even been there. I'm like, is this really the right, and there was the envelope. Oh my God, amongst the new, sorry, I live for this stuff, all these random little details make things so colorful. Um, so then you, you stayed on after the birth well, of your Well, so daughter. then, yeah, it was working so well, and, yeah. and I was having fun. And I convinced my mother to come live with me. 
part of the village to, to raise to help with raise. my daughter. And but I and I brought her with me as long. In fact, she was raised. She's like the same age as VMware. Really interesting. <laughs> and so I can always remember how old VMware is. And and and. Uh, I just brought her everywhere. Like when we got more advanced and started having customers and partners all over the world, you know, selling all over the world, uh, she went all over the world with me. And then I would just um, stay at a really high-end hotel and have them hire a really high-end nanny to take her care of her and take her around. She just loved it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can imagine a really high-end hotel. Um, okay, so things are, are going. Looking back on VMware, what, were there any mistakes that you made there that you said, gosh, for my next startup, I'm going to be sure not to do this? I'm always interested in, in Well, I think mistakes. the biggest mistake I made was getting, you know, feeling like it was selfish of me to not sell, you know, because everybody else wanted to, and I, I was like, thought it would Your be Your co-founders, or who's yeah, everyone else? Yeah, my co-founders else? wanted to sell, and and I thought it would be selfish not to, although they would have thanked me had I not, but in hindsight, I'm actually really glad that I ended up leaving VMware, because I I probably wouldn't have left, and I had several years with my kids just home with them that I really valued. But um, which I might not have gotten. After it was acquired. After, afterwards, yeah. Did your investors want you to sell? Were you the only one that. Well, we didn't to have going? VCs. You so, did. no, we didn't have VCs. So I okay. took money after, after we took the money from Andy and David um, and John, we, uh, we raised money from Dell. And. and um, from Dell and, and a few banks that were wanting to take us public. Okay, so you were really in control of things. Like the, yeah, we were the, totally in totally control. Totally in control, yeah. which is obviously the kind of yeah. place... Without having day. to do the 10 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then... 10 to 1 voting rights. You had some time with your kids, and then you joined the board of Google. And yeah, right after Intuit. I left VMware, I joined the board of Intuit, and... And then a few years later, I joined the board of Google, yeah. Okay, so I'm curious, being on these boards of these super successful companies, in addition to running your own super successful company, what kind of things did they have in common, or not in common, that that make them... I wouldn't say too many companies have much in common with Google. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, what what Um, is it about some things about each of them? But people, it's about the people, that's what, I mean... Certainly in Silicon Valley, everybody focuses on the people. And, and so maybe it's just across all of Silicon Valley. And, um, but those are, you know, Intuit and Google, you know, it's funny. They had Bill Campbell in common, mm. kind of, but they were so different, the board meetings and everything. And uh, were you the only female board? No, Google. Uh, when I joined, had and still does. Shirley Tillman, who's oh, okay. president of not anymore, but she was president of Princeton, and then Ann Mather, who was who still is chair of the audit committee, phenomenal board member. And so I'm I'm the third woman to join that board, which is it makes a huge difference to have three instead of two. Um, we actually, you know, have conversations in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably very rare. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so in 2012, you started Bebop, 
and you were very much in stealth mode, right? If I remember, I was saying, like, what are you Yeah, well, because on? it was stealth such mode. a big, ambitious, open, you know, sort of investigation, I saw no reason, and there was too much interest. Mm. Yeah. Everyone wanted to know what Diane Green was working on. So what... What made you, how did you come up with the idea? What made you want to work on this and sort of how did that one? Well, I had actually been trying to convince anybody that would listen that they should go start a company to do what Bebop did. (laughs) Sounds very familiar. My husband is like that. Yeah, I just, like, I really thought, you know, this layer of the stack where you build the applications for the enterprise you know, because it's so much more complicated where you have multiple users mm-hmm. and access controls and it's really hard to do it well. And I was like, it really needs some attention. And I kept, that was sort of the vision. So you were bugging other people, like, hey, this is great, you really should focus on this, there's a need. So you saw this need. And did you finally say, oh, well, if Well, then the, the co-founder gonna... I found, a uh, professor at Stanford, he was like, yeah, let's just do it. And I'm like, well, okay, if you'll do it, I'll, I guess I'll do it. And then he didn't stay. And then he bailed. And then, then I, but your husband. Like, thanks a lot. <laughs> Wasn't your husband co Well, no, no, he didn't. He came no. in after I'd been kind of working on it for a while, a so couple you were years. Like a solo founder. Well, then I convinced uh, some of my friends from VMware to come in, and I said, oh, why don't, we'll just call you a founder. <laughs> Okay. Um, so what what was it about this? And they area? were great people, and they're still there. And you had yeah. worked with them before. Yeah, obviously. just phenomenal so Had that people. relationship. Yeah, yeah. So what was it that you that made you think this is an important thing that needs to be working? What was missing currently? Why what was, there weren't good solutions out there? Well, like, have you ever used some of the... No, no, <laughs> no. Has anybody ever used enterprise software? <laughs> I mean, you know. It sucks. So it's, it's so broken. It's, um, you know, it's layers and layers of clicking through these screens, you know, where really, like, maybe you just talk to Slack. I mean, do you really have to, you know, it's just so convoluted and complex. And, and for power users, you have to have all this rich functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't have to be you know, this this layer of, of screens that, you know, like you can use machine learning and things and know what the person's trying to do and help them do it and you can automatically fill in everything and, you know, you can just make it like when you're using it, you're just going, how did it know that's what I was about to do? And it just makes it there for you and that's what you, you know, it's it's just incredible what you can do today that is radically different from what, you know, back when we, certainly when we founded it, I think people are doing that now. I even think Google G Suite is doing it. Um, but, uh, you know, everybody's doing it more and more now. And especially the phone drove a lot of it because you, if you didn't do it on the phone, nobody was going to use it. Um, but back then it was a lot worse, yeah. So then what made you decide you're working on this super ambitious plan that you know is it's broken and you're going you're gonna to do this? What made you sell to Google? Well, so, I, so one thing was, there were a few things going on. One was that in terms of being on the alphabet board by then, no, it was still Google. It was just become, no, it, it was still the Google board. Anyhow, as part of my work on the Google board, I got involved in Google's cloud efforts. Just they said, of. hey, Diane, can we ask you a few <laughs> questions about this? And so I, 
I really made very good friends with Ors Huzzle, who is the guy that really, he's employee number eight at Google. He built all their, he's an amazing person and really enjoy, and I mean, I tell this, he lives near me. We started walking our dogs every Saturday. We became very good friends Mm -hmm. and talked about, and it was just fascinating. So that was good. And then I was getting to learn all about Google's technology and and the AI and the machine learning and the, you know, just everything that Google has, the maps and the knowledge graphs and so forth. And I realized that if you combine that with what Bebop was doing, it would be pretty special. Mm -hmm. So they were, so, and I was busy kind of helping them find someone to come in and run Google Cloud. Mm. And, And we worked really hard on that. And sounds like it. No, I gave them so many names. I'm like, this is the person, you know, and because I really wasn't interested at all. And, and how did they convince you then? And 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 then I just started. What well, was a combination of bebop? It, both things kind of. But anyhow, the last person I thought they were going to hire, I thought the person was great. They decided not to. They were. Um, I thought maybe they weren't googly enough or something, and <laughs> it was it, in hindsight. Anyhow, so so at that point, I I just said, okay, if we can make this work for Bebop, and I talked to everybody at Bebop, you know, to make sure they would be okay with it, and. Uh, Yeah, we had just raised a lot of money from A16Z, Mm. and Mark had joined my board. Oh, my God. Yeah. Were they supportive? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) they weren't that thrilled, but... (laughs) But they weren't going to... But they certainly respected what we wanted to do. And and it's and it has worked out super well. And I have to say, I'm glad I did it. The cloud is, like... It's really interesting. Yeah, tell me about what it's like running running this the cloud. Yeah, so I well. I mean for me being in the enterprise for so long and and seeing what's happening in the cloud is is it's just I mean I VMware was like a big sort of mini revolution. This is like a giant revolution and everything, and the enterprise is just moving so fast and. And, you know, everything's going to be in just a few, maybe four clouds or so. You know, there's not going to be that many of them because, like, we spend about $10 billion a year in infrastructure. And so it's not going to get disrupted by a startup unless yeah. they invent quantum computing or something. But, um, um, uh, I mean, it's been invented, but they make it work. But we have a, pro- <laughs> we have a project to make it work, too. But... Um, <laughs> But uh, the, or make it, it, it works actually now, but it's hard to use. It's hard to program, yeah. <laughs> like almost impossible. And, but it'll get there. Uh, sorry to digress, but. Um, okay. So anyhow, it's just, you know, because, you know, with mobile and being able to bring all the data together and have the security of the cloud, like, like our world, you know, you look at these ransomware attacks, I mean, we need more security, and you're going to get it in the cloud. And, uh, you know, you look at something like, you know, you want your OS in the cloud, updated constantly and tiny and, and monitored, you know, and, 
you know, it's, it's like Gmail, you know, we, over 1.2 billion users, so we can see everything going on and respond immediately, and, and we can be constantly vigilant, and you just, you know, that kind of security you can get in the cloud isn't, a, isn't available to, to a company. And, and then, uh, you know, the advanced technologies are there. So, every, you know, everybody's going to move to the cloud, and then once you have that scale, what you can build because of what you're seeing is kind of revolutionary. So it's, it's fascinating. Oh, wow. We're running. We have yeah. one second. I have to ask one last question, even though we've just run out of time. If you could warn first-time founders about a mistake that they're going to make, what might it be? You might not make any mistakes. Oh, everyone <laughs> makes mistakes. What well, I don't like to say you're going to you make a mistake. Learn the hard way. What's something they might learn the hard way that if you tell them about, maybe they'll try to avoid that? Um, well, one thing I was, I was listening to all these incredible answers that people were giving to this question. So one thing I didn't, and they were all great, um, the one thing I didn't hear people talk about was sort of bored, your board of directors, which I think is, I mean, it can be something you manage or it can be something that helps you. And, and you really want to try and have a board that you don't have to manage, but that helps you. Like at VMware, I was able to select my board. It's a, I can, we don't have time to go into the story of how I did it, how I pulled it together, but I picked the people that really had the unique kind of expertise I, I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then my board meetings, I never wrote slides. I just wrote a document and it, and it, it had a few metrics about how we were doing, if you know we were doing well, but the whole rest of it was things I was worried about or trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. And so I had a board that I tr- could trust so much that I could just say, look, here's the things I'm, I'm wrestling with. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. And I don't and have to impress you at first with all I never tried to impress stuff. any of them. Yeah. Okay, so the board. And how, so you, you did you... Are there any, uh, is there any advice on selecting those people? It's just people that Well, like I'll give an example of what I did. You know, I decided, so because we sat between the Intel hardware and the Microsoft operating system, they were both monopolies. (laughs) And so it was a little bit sobering. And and so I'm like, wow, we got to do all these deals and we got to struggle with Intel and Microsoft. and, And we were, and I wanted to do all these partnerships with the hardware vendor, big companies like IBM. So I thought, I need someone that's really seen a lot of deals and knows how to structure a deal. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, Larry Sonsini was the managing partner at Wilson Sonsini. He was, I remember, on the cover of American Lawyer or something as the ultimate power broker and everything. Anyhow, I decided that was who I needed on my board. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't have time where I'd go into It was a really, you know, fun little vignette when I got him to join my board but you know that was the example so when I went into him I just I explained to him why I needed him and what I was doing and why you were specific because when I walked into his office and said I wanted him on my board he said well I'm pretty busy getting off boards (laughs) and (laughs) And then oh and there's a long you know but then I showed him how what he knew how to do was unique, and he had no idea who I was. And how, what I knew, what he knew was a unique fit to what I was trying to do. And you got him to say yes. You and closed he, the deal. Well, he's, it was really funny because he's like, okay, well, I'll think about it, you know, kind of thing. And it was a Friday late, and 
I came in Monday morning, and I got in at 7 a.m., and I, my phone was already, and I'd been in on Sunday, so my phone was lit up, you know, back then before cell phones, and um, I listened, he goes, hello, Diane, or I can't mimic him, but um, <laughs> anyhow, he said, I'm inclined to join your board, and I'm like, what is inclined to me? <laughs> and he goes, I'll join. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Well, we'll end yeah, on yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that happy note. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. So as always, please remember to rate and subscribe to the show. And if you want to read the transcript or watch the video, you can check out blog.ycombinator.com. All right. See you next time.